0: if you want to become financially independent come to my seminar let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about ready go what happens if you are named in
1: nelson rockefeller's will you get
0: rich quick land on the line Then the game again everybody's gonna lose and i'm gonna win, gonna get rich quick
2: Hey everybody, welcome to Get Rich Quick with Josh Rubin and we are here to get you rich quickly. Fast. As fast as we possibly can. (laughs) How quickly? Hopefully within the hour. The 55 minutes that we have to do this show, you're going to garner so much information from us that you're just going to get rich. That's right.
1: Uh, You know, a lot of you guys may be wondering, who are these jamopes to be? Telling anyone how to get rich quick. Well, just uh, let you know who we are. Once again, I'm Noel Deneen. Uh, I am an improviser and an actor, and I've been so successful at these things that it has allowed me the opportunity to pursue a j- uh, day job.
2: <laughs> what an opportunity that is. It is. It is. <coughs> so you've really gotten rich quick is what you're saying. I'm saying, yeah. You know. You're rich in soul. I'm a guy to listen to. You are a guy <laughs> to listen to. At least, at least listen to him. Yeah. Um, don't necessarily follow anything he has to say, but listen to him. I am, uh, Josh Rubin and I am kind of a nobody. I, uh, what is, what do I do? I'm a massage therapist. Uh huh. Um, n- I have not gotten rich quick off of that. Although I thought for sure I was gonna, I thought for sure I was gonna. And, uh, you're a retired, highly successful chef. I'm a retired chef. Uh, you know, if I was highly successful, <laughs> I I I don't think I'd be doing massage right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little less retired. Uh, I I am I am shy and retired. Yes, I think is more like it. Um, and you know, so with that kind of background from both of us, I think we are highly qualified to tell you out there in Podville how to, how to get rich g- quick. Yeah, that's the name of the game. Again, that's just right? the name of the game. The name of the game. The name of the podcast. And. uh who are we sponsored by, Noel? Speaking of getting rich quick.
1: Uh, we are sponsored by
2: uh, <laughs> by Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right. Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right. And uh, for all your Radio Free Brooklyn needs. Yeah. Uh, so, for our inauguratory episode. <laughs> inauguratory. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get rich quick by making up words and getting them in the dictionary.
1: Uh, or inaugural, I guess. In, inaugural. yeah. Inauguratory. Um <laughs> Uh, so today we're going to go, you know, <laughs> with the no brainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is New York city, it is, everyone knows anything
2: knows if you're going to get rich quick. How do you do it? Josh? I always thought that if one were to get rich quick in New York city, it was going to be through real estate. That's right. Uh huh. Yeah. You're but just a schmuck <laughs> yet, yet I know plenty of people who have invested in real estate and are not rich. And why do you think that is, Noel? Because they haven't sold. I'm that is, guessing, right? That is part of it. That yeah. is part of it. But there's this other thing that I've heard to referred to as the ladder. Oh, where what happens is, is people invest in small properties. Okay, think that's going to be their big money maker. Yeah, yeah. They sell that small property. They walk away with a pocket of change. But if they're planning on staying in New York, they can't afford a bigger property. Sure. Right. They the all the money that they made. The hundreds of thousands of dollars in some cases go into just paying the down payment on the new property. Yeah. That's an upgrade, right? So on paper, they're wealthy, but they don't actually have anything. They're not actually rich. Okay. Right? Yeah. And I think that's, that's a problem. Yeah. I don't think it's really a problem.
1: I, uh, so far in New York, I've been exploring the rental side of the real estate market. <laughs> Exploring uh,
2: it as part of your research. <laughs> yeah,
1: so far I've not been able to get rich quick with that. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, although I'm I, don't, I, I, have, I have an okay
2: place, but uh, it's I, I think real estate's kind of a loser's market here unless you're a billionaire. I agree with you. That's yeah. what it's become. Yeah. You know, I, as, a, as someone who grew up in New York, have, you know, of course, heard many stories from other people who've grown up in New York and have my own story of, my father could have bought when... If my father, you know, my father, that actual, speaking of, of exploring the rental side, I'm kind of getting rich slowly by living in a rent stabilized house in the West Village. I mean, there's something to that. Yeah. I pay almost nothing in rent, comparatively speaking to most people yeah, in, Josh w- in New York has in general. a great place. Thanks, Noel. I you appreciate do. that. <coughs> Shall we do a walkthrough? Can we do a walkthrough? <laughs> a <vocal> walk-through <laughs> Welcome my to place? a virtual tour. <laughs> um, but, uh,. uh you know, m- my father had the opportunity back when, uh, when I was a young man and we were living in this house that I rent, uh, <clears throat> to buy it for $60,000. Ah! Right? And I heard last that it was valued at over $2 million. Oh, I, I would
1: imagine a lot more. It's a, for people that don't know, Josh lives in a
2: house with a yard in the West Village. It's been valued at $2 million. Okay. I mean, it has actually been valued at $2 million. Okay. So there's there's right. mitigating I'll, I'll factors. That's the other problem with getting rich in real estate. Everyone thinks like, oh, I'm just going to – it's this, this, and this. But there so many other factors that go into the pricing of something, like the fact that it's a shared courtyard. Okay, That you know, uh, the actual footprint of the building is so small that it, it doesn't uh, add up to as much as you would think that it would. But the point being, <laughs> getting back to getting back to because two million really is nothing as far as I'm concerned. When I talk about getting rich quick, I'm talking about hundreds of millions of dollars. Possibly billions we're billions talking about. Right. This 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 bullshit these days of being a millionaire, anyone can be a millionaire. Yeah. It doesn't take much to be a millionaire. You pedal your ass out there hard enough you can be a millionaire. When we were kids, being a millionaire was something. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah. now it's all about the billions, baby. The billions. Or at least hundreds of millions. Sure. If you're not earning thirty-five million dollars a year, you're nobody. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> so just get used to it. All right. Okay. Um. Oh right. So my point was is that you know he had the opportunity to buy this house for sixty thousand dollars twenty some odd years ago. He had an opportunity to buy the building that his restaurant was in when he had it for you know a hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and this is a a. Three-family unit with a restaurant in the basement and and first floor on 10th Street and 7th Avenue in Manhattan, which is, you know, for those of you that live in New York, know that that's pricey. Yeah. And it would be worth way more than it is. Where,
1: Where in New York
2: isn't pricey? I think... It's funny you say that. Yeah. I was doing some research. Okay. And there are three neighborhoods in New York. Neighborhoods? Neighborhoods yeah. that are not being gentrified currently and w- probably will not be gentrified and are relatively cheap in the grand scheme of New York City. And that's Canarsie. Okay. Um, Gravesend, All right. And uh, a section of Staten Island right in the middle. So there's no is water. Is that where the dump was? <coughs> probably. Well, where the dump is. OK, like the dump is if you ever drive through Staten Island and you hit that highway, whatever that highway is that goes right through the middle of Staten Island from, you know, end to end. All right. You just drive past dump the entire way. Well, it's all covered up now, though, right? Well, it's covered up, but it's still dump. I mean, there are sections of it that are dump and then they have the big pipes that let the gas with out the, so it doesn't explode. That's right? great. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's that center part that's nowhere near the water. All right and those three areas are apparently you can actually if you are m- genuinely middle class you could probably f- afford to buy real estate there okay but you'll never really make any money there well might as well be you, you know, could take the train into the city yeah you could well you'd have to take the train or the bus to the f- i guess if you're going to gravesend or, or uh yeah we're not talking about the commute yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yes, you could take the train into the city or the ferry if you're on Staten Island. Good point. Yeah. (laughs) Do you ever read the New York Times
1: and they've got all these articles all the time about, like, how hard it is to buy a property and they'll have somebody and they manage to somehow scrape together $4 million
2: for a down payment? Like, who are, are these people? And how are we supposed to sympathize with them? You're not and well I mean I get, obviously there's a segment of the population that does sympathize with them because sure. otherwise the Times wouldn't write about them. But I agree with you they're like the, the there's no sympathy from people who actually don't make that kind of money. It's like I have a hard time sympathizing with the guy who's got three kids and lives in New York and you know is really i I can only afford four million dollars yeah my head. yeah. Pretty <laughs> That's it. That's all I can do. I can only come up with 20% yeah. down payment on that. I mean, you're asking way too much if you want more from me than that. Yeah. That's a lot of money, man. Yeah. For I know. schnooks like us. That's
1: why I've so far been trying to master the rental.
2: <laughs> you're doing a good job yeah, of
1: it. How long have you been in the apartment you're in now? The apartment I'm in now, I moved in in 2003.
2: So you've been there for 12 years. Yeah. Are you rent stabilized? Yes. Yes. How'd you score that? uh you know what uh hopefully
1: no one's really listening to this, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably a pretty safe bet but uh it was not rent stabilized when I moved in, and then I figured out that it should be and I filed some uh papers with the d h c r and we went through four and a half years of uh it it wasn't a court case it was it was just paperwork <laughs> right but uh it took four and a half years and then they lowered my rent and it was rent
2: stabilized so I got a new lease mm-hmm. and I got overpayment back. You did get overpayment back. So there yes. wasn't even real litigation, it was all about paperwork. Yeah, it was paperwork, yeah. That's interesting. I always thought that stuff had to be lit ended up getting litigated. No. So your landlord was just sort of like if you file the paperwork, I'm not going to fight this at all. Oh no, they fought. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, and then they
1: they filed all these like fraudulent documents. Right. Uh, Yeah, so if anyone out there thinks they might be in a rent-stabilized apartment, you should look.
2: I tell people that all the time. Yeah. I really do. I tell people constantly, if they're living in some shitty apartment somewhere, and they're paying $3,000 a month, that they really need to just do a little bit of research. Because it doesn't take that much research, does it? Uh, No. The actual research to find out if you're you're rent-stabilized. No. Well, you know what? Let me tell you this.
1: I did some research. I ran... Read all the rent laws and looked up, and you can, you know, look up and find what the status of your building is and all that. Um, but I was wrong in what I thought when I started. I thought all apartments were basically rent stabilized, which uh, maybe back then might have been true. Most of these walk ups. What do
2: you, I don't know what you mean by you thought, you thought every apartment in New York. I thought the laws were just you could only go up a certain percentage. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, I know.
1: Yeah. I, I, I got off on the wrong
2: foot. But I but I did all right. Right. You know? Yeah, you did. I mean, I think it's buildings that were built before 1970-something. Well, yeah. So where, where we're all rent-stabilized. But all the new buildings that have been going up for the past 30 years, none of those are rent-stabilized.
1: Yeah, but those are also like probably minimum $4
2: million apartment. <laughs>
1: which, it's a struggle to find those yeah, it in is. New York City. It is. I mean, so I've been scraping
2: scra- my pennies together. <laughs> yeah,
1: I cleaned out the couch. I uh, got some coins out of there. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, uh, I was I was looking online mm-hmm. about some yeah. uh, facts, and I, it, it seems like what you really want to do to get a bargoon in the real estate market would be to uh, get something... That uh, is devalued for some reason, right?
2: Well, what do you mean by, like, why would it be devalued? Well, for instance, uh-huh.
1: um, if, uh, uh, if a house is haunted, they <laughs> tend to sell <laughs> an average of 2.4% less than uh, comparable homes. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not even if it's haunted, guys. That is if there's been a murder or suicide... <laughs> They take fifty percent longer to sell and average two point four less than comparable homes.
2: Now that being said, one really kind of has to. I've certainly looked at apartments in my life yeah. that I just assume someone was murdered or killed themselves in. Most apartments. I, could, I it, couldn't imagine anyone having lived in there and not at least at one point wanting to have killed themselves. Yeah. Um, but now if you do you have to you know this, because I don't know if you know this, this is a question. Okay. You ready? If you ask the person has anyone died in this apartment? Do they by law have to tell you? I if do that's know the this. Case? Oh, you you do are know right along with what I researched. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. So in New York State, you have to divulge before they ask, you have to tell them if someone has died in the apartment.
2: I guarantee you n- nobody would tell you beforehand. Well, not for a rental. Right. But to buy. Oh, to buy, they have to. They're required yeah. by law to tell you yeah. if someone has died it, in that apartment. Yep. In California,
1: they only have to go three years back. Uh-huh. So if you were to get a, in California, buy a place uh-huh. where there's been a grisly murder, Uh huh. and by the way, uh, well-publicized murders generally lower
2: prices, 15 to 35%. I would imagine in, in a certain demographic it would probably raise the value of the house. Oh,
1: eventually, yeah. You can get uh, goth tours.
2: Yeah. Or, or <laughs> just if you're into that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Maybe there are people, if it's like a really, oh, this is the house where Sharon Tate was murdered. Yeah. And they'd be like, I want it. Yeah. I want it. Uh, I, bet
1: you that, I bet you that house is, uh, that's a selling point now.
2: Probably. I certainly have been on walking tours in New York that have taken us to where... Uh, uh, what was his name? The lawyer who had the kid imprisoned and was beating his wife uh, on Tenth Street in the West Village. It was a huge what? case here. I don't know. When you started 80s. that, I was like Madoff, and now I don't know who you're talking about. No, not Madoff. Not Madoff. Um, why can't I remember his name? Well, anyway, what did anyway, he do? He well, he was he was. Uh, it was found that he and his live-in lady had adopted a young girl. Okay. Um, he was... Woody Allen. Close. Okay. He was extraordinarily <laughs> abusive, like beat the shit out of the girlfriend. All right. Uh, and also ended up beating the child to death over a period of years. Tortured this kid. Okay. Tortured her. Um, was it well publicized? Uh, extraordinarily well publicized. Every newspaper, um, uh, every... Uh, uh, but this was in the 80s. This is 20, almost 30 years ago now, All I right. would imagine. Late 80s, possibly early 90s. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. He uh uh was in jail and part of the whole thing was that this was happening in, you know, the West Village, right? He was a lawyer, she was a shrink, um this was their it was supposed to be this idyllic family, and this all happened. He was a monster, you know. I mean he was vilified, the whole nine yards. Um and now it's a feature on these walking tours all right. of macabre, New York. And that was an apartment on 10th Street. It was the same building that Mark Twain lived in for a while. I'd like to point that out as well. That Mark Twain may have even died in, I might add. (laughs) And, you know, I don't know. I imagine there's people who, you know, want to live in that apartment.
1: Yeah. So uh, I think the trick here is uh, find a property with
2: a very
1: well-publicized murder— uh-huh grizzly maybe you know satanic uh-huh and uh just wait for the payoff because <laughs> what starts out as as really putting the price down uh you know in just a matter of years could bring the price skyrocketing
2: back up yeah that apartment is now probably worth more than the neighboring apartments it is possible i still don't think anyone lives in there oh really I think it's possible that no one lives in there. I feel like I've walked by there and sort of looked in the uh, window and there's never been any furniture in there.
1: Okay. You know, in California,
2: you only have to divulge
1: three years back. So if you found a property in California with a very well-publicized grisly murder uh, uh, and you could save 15 to 35% on that property because of that (laughs) well-publicized grisly murder— then you all have to do is wait three years, uh-huh. sell the property, and you no longer are legally
2: responsible to divulge. That's really interesting. Now, I'm curious, in New York, if there was someone died in your home back in the 1800s and they know about it for some reason, do they have to divulge that information? Is that Does it have to go back that far? If anyone's died in your home? Like, there was a period in the West Village where it was, a, it was a fucking nightmare here. People were dying left and right in their homes. Yeah. Those so you could have, like, ten years— The heart of the AIDS epidemic? Well, I'm going back even further. Oh, okay. I'm going back, like, five points time. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, the heart of the AIDS epidemic. Yeah. Most people were dying in hospitals back then. I don't know if they were dying in well, their they're, homes. Well, they're turning St. Vincent's into a giant super condo complex. They are. Imagine how many people have died in St. Vincent's. Oh. What's that about? Yeah. If they tear most of it down, although par- portions of it are still there, if yeah. they tore most of it down, can they say they don't have to tell people that? Well, yeah, it's been torn down. But, it, I mean, the guts of it are still— If you were a ghost,
1: are you haunting a place or are you haunting a property? Right? Are you haunting the house? Or I know in Poltergeist that was an
2: a Indian graveyard. It was a graveyard. They were buried over a graveyard. Yeah. So they were. That was where their resting place was. That wasn't. I think it depends. Okay. If you were a ghost, if I was a ghost, I would probably haunt a person, and that person would probably (laughs) be my wife. A person. I would just follow her everywhere and just fucking make her crazy to the point where she'd turn around and go, "You're fucking dead. Leave me alone." All right. I would haunt her, and I wouldn't want to die just so I could just continuously. (laughs) Um. No, I don't know. I, I. I think it would depend. I think yeah. there are always extenuating circumstances. I think I would haunt a property, a house, or some, or an apartment. Tear it down, I'm gone. How do you think you would make that decision, though? Uh, like, do you think as a ghost you have a cognizant? You're, you're. It's like cogniz It's a cognizant choice to haunt something. No,
1: I think they get trapped, but you're not getting trapped to this lat- latitude and longitude. You're getting trapped to this. Space Mm -hmm. because of whatever happened in that space or some psychological
2: thing that you can't leave. Okay, but so let's say they do like what they did at St. Vincent's, where they gut it, right? But they leave a lot of the bones, a lot of the structure, the 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 because they didn't they didn't raise St. Vincent's. That's true. They there's still a lot of the uh, of of the bones of it, a lot yeah. of the girders the bones. And, and the bones, <laughs> a lot of the girders, a lot of the steel yeah. of the of the basic structure. I mean, they're going way further up. Oh sure. Um, <coughs> but now is do you think as a ghost that that would be enough to keep you there? It might be. Yeah. Yeah. If it's got the structure. I mean, I have to be honest. I hope that building is horribly haunted.
1: Yeah. I I wonder if. The condos that are going to go up within the existing height of what St. Vincent's right. was, which theoretically would be much more likely to be haunted. I wonder if they would go
2: uh, 2.4 percent less than comparable
1: homes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> the homes higher up, yeah. Like maybe, and and uh, I think it would be really interesting to go to like an open house there. And when they're showing you around, just go, you have any idea how many people died in this section of the hospital? Yeah. And just see what they say. Is and the lobby like
1: in the emergency room? Because that's probably like like
2: ridiculous how yeah. many <laughs> people died in the St. Vincent's <laughs> emergency room over I, the I've spent a lot of time in St. Vincent's emergency room in my life. And all I right. can tell you it's it was one of the worst places I've ever been. Okay. So yeah, I can imagine people died there all the time. You know, I, uh,
1: <laughs> Here's a horrible story about myself. <laughs> <laughs> when when I uh, first moved to New York uh, in 2001, uh-huh. I where did you move from? I moved from Chicago. Uh huh. Um. Anyway, I went out and met some lady folk, and was not the safest person in the world, and became convinced I had like
2: gonorrhea or something like that. <laughs> And uh, why were you con- was this just working in your head or was there something that was indicating no, that you might have gonorrhea No there was n- well in my head there was a
1: lot indicating that there was <laughs> right. right But uh but so I went into St. Vincent's emergency room <laughs> 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 And I went in and I thought I was being doing the very responsible thing Uh-huh and uh they finally saw me It actually did not take all that long
2: me like maybe twenty minutes to be seen. I was kind of surprised. Yeah. For gonorrhea, I guess they wanted to see if they needed to cut that thing off or <laughs> <Exactly>. not. <laughs> well,
1: I didn't know if it was gonorrhea. I just
2: thought there was right. I got no. something. You right. know? Well, what did you say when you went in there when they asked you what's wrong? Did you uh, say gonorrhea? I, uh, yeah, or something. Was I, this right after you had experienced pleasure with these young women? No,
1: this was like maybe a couple days. Okay. Um and so So I went in and there was a woman doctor there and she asked me too well first of all she asked me why i thought i might and i told her and she completely thought i was lying
2: right and so she was basically wait, 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 wait. Wait 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 wait. So now you've uh, you have to you have to fill in some blanks here. All right, because if the doctor thinks you're lying about something that we don't know about, I feel like I need to know what it is she thinks you're lying about.
1: Uh, just b- b- about hooking up with one. Oh,
2: he, she just didn't believe she thought oh, you were lying. She about thought up I was gonna
1: be like the okay. So that's the what you're saying. But the real story is, you know, oh, you're getting Blowjobs okay. by the docs <laughs> right, from you know okay. and shooting up right. and or I, I don't. <laughs> I but gotcha.
2: Whatever it was, she thought <laughs> she didn't think you. It was as simple as I'm a heterosexual man who had unprotected sex, and I, I'm just paranoid I might have gonorrhea. You even exaggerated what
1: the story actually
2: was. <laughs> it didn't even get quite as far. I got as a my hand, hand job. You said... <laughs> think I got gonorrhea because she had dirty fingernails? Anyway, uh, so she was basically trying to like get the real story out of me,
1: uh, and then she told me to basically, you know, allow myself to be examined. <laughs> And I <laughs> I undid my fly, <laughs> and I pulled myself out. And she was like, no, take your pants down. <laughs> it was this whole thing was very embarrassing. And anyway, uh-huh. so then she eventually she was like, no, you don't have anything. Um, and I left, and I was embarrassed, but I was like, you know what? I did the responsible thing. Uh, here I am in New York City. Uh-huh. And uh dude, I did the right thing? And I went back <coughs> and I went to my local bar, uh-huh, and was having a drink thinking how responsible I was. Uh-huh. And how it doesn't matter anyway cuz this is New York City uh-huh. and I'm never going to see any of these people again as long as I live. And that doctor. <laughs> <coughs> Was eating dinner. <laughs> and ladies.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Woo>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just send a drink over to him? No,
1: I should have, though, no, man. Right?
2: Did you guys give a little, like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. That's hysterically funny.
1: Yeah. So, I don't know if that actually would cause a haunting in the building. <laughs> but it's just you know, <coughs> if that happened to me,
2: well, probably some more serious stuff did go down in that. Building. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I certainly think that that story has caused a haunting in my home. Okay. All right. I'm gonna because it's gonna be stuck with me forever. Right. Every time I see you, I'm gonna think about you and your gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> um, nonorrhea Nonarea. I'm glad it was nonorrhea Yeah. Yeah. me too, man. Um I I you know, I do have one question for you just on that story. Okay. Um what made you think that the emergency room was the place to go for that as opposed to just going to see a doctor? I didn't have a doctor.
1: Okay. It just seemed like the place to go. <laughs> you go into an emergency room, there's doctors. Uh,
2: there are lots of doctors. Yeah, I've watched T V. Uh, you <laughs> have. You have indeed. Yeah. That's amazing. That's a great story. <laughs> That's <amazing>. She was <laughs> in the fucking restaurant. That's amazing. Which means she lives in your neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> it might have, or maybe she just you know. What neighborhood was it at the time? I, I lived Still on the same street the whole time. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. So you just did? You just moved buildings?
1: Yeah, I moved. Yeah, I'm I actually moved directly across the street from where I used to live. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Into an apartment that I could see into from my old apartment. Huh. Yeah.
2: And what did you see? Did you ever see anyone murdered in that apartment? Uh, I did not see anyone
1: murdered in the apartment. Murdered. <laughs> um no. <laughs> uh but I used to see a lot of stuff in the building that I live in. Uh-huh. In uh in my apartment, there was a woman who lived there for the two years that I was in my old apartment uh-huh. who basically I feel like almost all she did was sit on the couch
2: in her underwear doing bong hits. <laughs> How old was she? For some reason in my head, I was imagining like an 80-year-old woman. No. Like not moving.
1: No. She was uh, like a a student, I Uh I think, you know? And in the apartment directly above me. (laughs) This this is great. Uh Uh-huh. There was a period where literally if someone was home in that apartment and you looked out the window for... 10 minutes? 10 minutes is stretching it. Uh-huh. Right? If for any minutes. Uh-huh. There would be with instantly this blonde woman in the window like basically like she would take all her clothes off and then she would put on like high heels and a boa and then go out of the room. And a few minutes later, she'd come back and take that off and put on, like, a school girl, a school girl skirt and, like, just something else like so ridiculous. Uh-huh. And, like, maybe smoke a cigarette out the window uh-huh. and then go back out into the other room and then come back and put on something else ridiculous. And this went on for months. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then I found out Years later, that what it was, was there was members of a band called Porn Rock. Uh Uh-huh. And they must have been making, like, (sighs) pictures for their website or something. And I bumped uh, at the Bowery Poetry Club one time. Uh Uh-huh. They were playing. Uh Uh-huh. And so I went up to that woman, and I was like, hey. (laughs) And I told her the whole story. She didn't
2: give a shit. She... (laughs) Wouldn't you think that you'd at least be like, oh wow, you know, neighbor, or at least be like, really, you're fucking staring at me
1: through the window? No, I wasn't staring at them, but it was so ridiculous that it it was it was truly ridiculous. Uh huh. So and and so she just was like, yeah, whatever. Oh yeah, she didn't care. She didn't even care. Right. It it was like I, uh, you know, said I said, saw you at the supermarket. Oh, here you go. Here's a napkin. Right. You know, like oh great. She didn't uh-huh. care. Yeah, um, so these murder facts I'm reading uh-huh. are from an article that I had read. Um, oh, no, 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 sorry. This is from a different article. Uh-huh. Uh But there was an article I read uh, on the Huffington Post, and it was about the downsides of living in a haunted property. And it was a warning against going out and trying to find haunted property. (laughs) Really? Yeah, and the person they were interviewing in the article (laughs) is uh, the guy who wrote that haunting in Connecticut. Uh Uh-huh. And he, I guess, wrote a book. Well, he wrote haunting in Connecticut, so Uh I I guess he wrote that. Yeah. But he listed all the horrible, horrible
2: things about living in a haunted house. One of which... Had he lived in that house? Like, did he live in that house? Was he writing from a first person's perspective? or uh, That's what he claims, yeah. Okay, all right, I just didn't know. Yeah, and w- and one of the
1: horrors of living in a haunted house uh-huh. that he lists among his list of horrors uh-huh. is that
2: often he would smell popcorn. I've actually heard other people say that about living in a haunted house. And he would hear popcorn. Uh-huh. And he'd go into the kitchen. Uh-huh. And there'd be no popcorn. So don't live there. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if that's the worst thing that's happening to you in your haunted house... Yeah. Although it's going to make you crave popcorn like mad. Well, that's like in any office. You know,
1: I think they put... I've never worked in an m- office. Oh. So this mil- this microwave popcorn now, uh-huh. I think they've basically militarized the smell. And you can smell it. I used to live... I I, I used to work <coughs> in a very big office. Mm-hmm. So you'd be... Uh, you know, a couple hundred yards away from the closest microwave. Right. And every inch of that floor would smell like someone sticking popcorn in your nose.
2: Isn't there something about offices that just fucking stink anyway? Anything that... Isn't that one of the reasons that they don't like cooking in offices? Because I, I don't know if it's a lack of ventilation or something, but offices, when food gets bandied about in offices, the smell just lingers. Well, yeah, but at the same time... You know, people.
1: There's a lot of people. They're farting, and it's not like the whole floor smells like fart when it doesn't
2: smell like popcorn. You make an excellent point so there. there. There you go. What do you think about the idea? Here's okay. a get-rich-quick scheme for right. you. That's a little off-topic. Okay. But the idea of creating something, so they've got Bino, right? Which, which, which makes you f- not fart. The right. Only for certain types of things that make you fart, though, right. right? I understand, but okay. it's, it's it it breaks down the enzymes, or it's an enzyme that breaks down the things that your body finds objectionable about beans, yeah. and 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 so what about it, it gas? Create gas? Isn't there that too? same 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 idea? But is it for the same things? <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe if they're different different things, and you could take both those things and never. I don't see why you'd want to never fart. Actually, tell you the truth. <laughs> well, I don't think it's that you don't want to never fart, but I think it's one of those situations, you know. If you're in a position where you can sort of stop yourself from farting, if you're a person who gets gassy, and I think people who get gassy after eating beans, it's like it's a, it's a problem. All right. You know what I mean? It's not even that they smell. I think they're loud. They're offensive in okay. that way. And so they— Well, if you're farting a lot, they're probably not smelly. Right, I would imagine. Yeah, it's you're, the little sneakers it's, it, well, that it's have brewed in there for I've, a while. I've, you know, I'm a big boy. My ass cheeks sit together. M- I, I make little big bracking sounds, and they also smell awful. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, Okay, yeah. you are the exception to the rule. I don't think so. I think I think you're making a generalization. Okay. I don't. Everyone knows that the SBD is is a real thing, but you know there are plenty of loud ones that smell bad too. Yeah. Or at least ones that make sound. SBD is silent but deadly. In, yes. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, for those of you who are. Um, yeah. Haven't started texting yet. <laughs> <laughs> who, who haven't reached the age of nine. Yeah. Uh, SBD is silent but deadly. But so this is my thought. Mm-hmm. This is the get rich quick scream to end all get rich quick schemes. Ready? Right. Something that you can ingest. That can actually change the smell of your farts to something pleasurable. Okay. So something, for instance, make it smell like popcorn. Sure. Or make it smell like roses. So you can actually say, my farts do smell like roses. Make it smell like bacon. Okay. I feel like that would be easier to do with like a suppository, though. No, because that you're dealing with masking.
1: Uh... I'm
2: talking about actually getting in on a sort of cellular level with it. Okay. But there's more that comes out of your butt than just... There's actual waste. You're
1: never going to make that smell like anything but.
2: Well, but the the gas is—is the gas entirely smelly because of the waste that's in your buttocks? I have the best word in the world, actually. Uh (laughs) This is is a
1: real word. I maybe mispronounce it, but uh, scatol, which might be scatol, which is the microscopic piece of poo in the air that makes a fart smell. And, and it's used it for is? perfume. Yeah. I, I used to want to call an improv group, which I never, no one even, when I mentioned it, gave me the time of day. But <laughs> I, I really thought it'd be great to call an improv group Holy Scatoli. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I would have given you the time of day. Yeah, there you go. That's why we're here today, guys. <laughs> that's, that's why we get along so well. I would have given you the time of day. It would have just been a two-man group with only one person actually knowing how to improv, but it was a great name. Yeah, great I know, title.
1: right? I, I, had, I had all sorts of great improv names uh-huh. that no one ever paid any attention to. Mm-hmm. I, Yeah, I, I came up with the best names ever, and nobody cared. Give me some other names. All right, this is another one that I... Oh, I still wanted this name. <laughs> it was uh what was it? Uh Doctor Sensitive and the Tronics.
2: That's a terrible that's name for a an great improv group. Name. It's a terrible name. Uh you just don't get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow, that's an awful reaction to that.
1: <laughs> uh so you know, another way to save money on a property uh-huh. is uh, if you are moving into a Chinese neighborhood, Chinese-dominated neighborhood, Uh-oh. the number four is considered unlucky in China uh-huh. because it sounds almost like
2: the word death. <coughs> and you have? Do you know how to pronounce that word uh, for four? And I would love to hear an example. Oh, you know what? It says here. It says, Pinyon C." Si. Pinion C is four, or Pinion C is death. Uh, or they're so close, it's of, like it, the it's same. So <laughs> it's so close. <laughs> it's so close. It's so close. And you said that like a proper Chinese person. Yeah. That P- was amazing. <laughs> Pinion C. <laughs> Pinion C. <laughs> yeah. You said it like a New Yorker from Chicago slash Canada. Yeah. That's that was exactly what, what that sounded that right. like. Yeah.
1: So, but if you get a house in a Chinese-dominated area mm-hmm. with the number four in the address... You're gonna save. Uh, okay, so I'll give an example <laughs> uh-huh. in Vancouver, which has a very large Chinese population. <laughs> That's what I hear. Uh, researchers found that houses in Chinese neighborhoods with an address containing four. Okay, gu- gu- guess how much less you think it is.
2: I'm gonna. I, uh, it's gonna be something absurd, but I'm gonna try to play it low. I'm gonna say like seven percent less. No, uh, no, no! Give me a number. Not a, not a percent. Oh, an amount. Yeah. Like I have no fucking clue. I what do I know? Eight thousand dollars, Josh. That's how much the house cost. No, the, the house went for eight thousand dollars less. Oh, than, I didn't know. So houses your with question. four in Vancouver, and it was eight thousand dollars less. Yeah. based on whatever. So if houses were selling for four hundred eighty-eight thousand dollars, you would spend four hundred eighty thousand dollars. Yes. But if you were Canadian in dollars, Canadian dollars, which is much less. Well, I don't know. Is no, it it's not, much not less anymore. Than, no. It's about the same, no, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, now now it's less again. It was for a while. Uh, above the American dollar. That's right. There was a period there. That rocked everyone's world for a little bit. My entire time growing up, we thought Canadian money was a joke.
1: Yeah, real funny, huh?
2: Like it was Monopoly money. Yeah. We'd go to Canada, we'd throw it in the air. (laughs) (laughs) I bought Boardwalk! Hey, Lumberjack! (laughs) (laughs) Take this! You want some maple syrup, eh? Yeah. This $5 can buy you a lot of maple syrup. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and then you guys, then we just blew it because of W. Yeah. W blew it for yep. us. Um, but now with that, so it's not a percentage. It's just a straight $8,000 figure. It said an, an average of $8,000 less. So if you were in a place that had million-dollar homes, it would still only be $8,000 less than a place that has hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, homes. but if you were at a place with $40,000 homes. I'm, the, right, I'm just saying, so it's not a straight percentage thing. It's no. So it's like you were paying a million eight thousand. Yeah. For an average price for a home in this area in Vancouver, if you lived at 444 Maple Elm Drive. Okay, three fours might even be more. Oh, is that I like wonder the if number it's of 8, the devil? A four. <laughs> <laughs> so if you lived if you lived at apartment four forty four on the fourth floor yeah. of four forty four West Forty Fourth Street. Yes. In the Chinese community
1: would hold a fundraiser. <laughs> And pay you to live in that apartment.
2: <laughs> get the white guy in there. He doesn't give a shit. Yep. Doesn't mean anything to him. No. Um, you would pay, a, you'd pay like, you'd actually get paid to live in that apartment when it's all said and done. That's what I would think, yeah. I mean, you're lo- talking about over $80,000 in savings there. That's right, people. $80,000. <laughs> At least. So this is my suggestion for you. Okay. For you. All right. And this is how you're going to get rich, rich quick. quick. Yeah. You're going to go to China. You're going to buy every apartment. Every apartment in China. <laughs> every apartment <laughs> and house in China. In with multiple fours in it. Oh, okay. All it right. has to be multiple All fours. All right. So we're down to just a few million apartments right. at this and, point. And, you know, and then you are going to buy them. Then you are going to change the numbers. Mm-hmm two sixes or whatever the lucky number is whatever makes it more expensive because if they have a thing that they won't go for fours there's got to be a number that they consider uh, Mm -mm. the ultimate and lucky number like that's the number that you want to live in oh yeah yeah i'm sure five five okay five you're going to change all of your apartments to a a five something all of your building numbers to a five something yeah get all of the street numbers changed to five something you
1: ever go to uh gogo curry
2: no Oh, it's great. You, you feel like Japanese, Japanese curry. That's Japanese curry. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what what is, is, is 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 the num is the is their favorite thing, the number 5? Is you that get, the thing you to get you uh, get
1: free add-ons on days where there's 5.
2: Really? Yeah. Oh, well that's make it worth going to Go Go Curry. Yeah. I've never been crazy about Japanese curries to be honest. Oh, you? man, they're good. I mean, I love like them. Japanese curries. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hiroko's Place. You ever been to Hiroko's
1: Place? No. Thompson and Spring? Nope. Fantastic. They yeah. got this thing. They have a hamburger curry. Uh-huh. And it's like a hamburger-sized meatloaf.
2: Uh-huh. With that curry sauce. It's good. Yeah, it sounds... If you like that curry sauce. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. Okay, moving on. So I think <laughs>
1: uh, a good prospect of a property uh would be... Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch is up for sale. And <coughs> there's well, two sides
2: to this coin. That is, that's got to be going for way less than what it's actually worth. But it's
1: going to be haunted.
2: With the ghosts of what? Of
1: little boy's innocence.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. The elephant man. He didn't die there, though. Yeah, and it, his bones aren't there anymore. Okay,
1: so you can haunt a geographical location. Uh huh. You can haunt a building. Uh huh. Or you can haunt wherever the frick your bones are brought to, man. That's I don't think so, man. Y- if your bones
2: are brought somewhere, you you have full rights to haunt that place. Well, you may have rights. I've never heard of that happening. Well, in fact, I more often than not, I feel like you hear about. The haunting's happening when people try to move the bones. Well, yeah. How do you think? But those it happens bones... in the place, and then the bones are moved, and nothing happens. I don't know. I don't know. That's like saying that you're separate. Uh, you're separate. Uh, you're
1: separate from your body at this point. Your body means nothing okay, at this point. But if you're gonna look at anything that's ever had to do with like, you know, ancient Egypt, pharaohs, and mummies, right? That is the bones where they were moved to gets haunted.
2: The whole monster mummy phenomenon. Yeah, but that's that's an actual physical thing. It's not corp- corporeal. It's physical, right? The mummy is yeah. a physical thing that actually somehow still has energy to it. We don't know why. It's not a ghost. It's a mummy. It's the living dead. It's the walking dead. I think, it's closer to a zombie.
1: Yeah. I don't like mummy movies. I know you do I don't know how many mummy movies I've ever even actually watched. But I'm betting there's more to mummies than the actual dude wrapped in rags walking around. There's also spirity stuff going on.
2: There's a haunting. there's spirity stuff going on, but usually mummies are mummies because of a curse. Okay. There's a curse that's placed over the person before they die that causes them to be a mummy.
1: It, it, it's not a curse on that person. It's yes, a curse no, no, on it's anyone not a- who touches their stuff. I When I was a kid, I used to love King Tut and read all sorts of stuff about King Tut.
2: No, the, the, but Everyone the, died. Okay, but what we're talking about is the mummies that walk. I understand what you're talking about, the curses placed on the mummy that affect the people that touch the mummy. I understand what you're saying. All but right. what makes a mummy a walking dead mummy, different than a zombie in that respect, okay. is that mummies are cursed. There's a spiritual... It's it's more of an occult thing than it is a ghost thing. I, I don't see the difference. What do you mean you don't see the difference? I don't see the difference. How do you not see the difference? Because what's doing this occult stuff? It's ghosts. Mm, what's, no, it's not. What do you think it is? It's... The whole concept of the occult of witchcraft yeah. has to do with harnessing the energy of the natural world and using that to imbue things with power, right? As opposed to a ghost, which is the energy of your body. Yeah. Right? Not dissipating, essentially, right? And remaining for whatever reason. Yeah, I know. Sounds like potato, potato to it's me. It's not. I think you're you're like you're out of your mind. No. You clearly just don't know what you're talking about. Like, I know you're a zombie guy. Okay. Okay. And it's a completely different thing. Both things are completely different.
1: Yeah. I do like zombies. I, yeah.
2: I know you like zombies. That's yeah. a whole other show.
1: I like I like all sorts of old, gory horror movies. Gory, not, not just horror and mo- uh, not just uh, zombies,
2: but gory movies. A lot of them, yeah. yeah.
1: I don't, I, I don't, not a big fan of this thing that came in for a while. That was like, like the
2: found footage stuff. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah, I don't like that so right, much. Yeah.
2: I don't like uh, the stuff that's almost like torture porn. Right, like the hostile movies and stuff like yeah. that. That those are horrible. I saw one of those and I, it, I didn't understand the and the saw films. Yeah, those are awful. Yeah, but I like.
1: But but like, give me a, a Freddy chopping someone in half or something like that. I'm I'm You're it's down. It's cartoonish that. though. It's not. Right. It's not
2: like a study of how an eyeball splits in slow motion. That is true. It is not. It is not a Dadaist No. Uh. Uh. Film. Um, My question for you is, when you say old, do you mean like stuff from the 80s? Like like all those horror films, like the great Wes Craven films and stuff like that? Or are you th- going even further back? I, I go further back, but I like all those, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, like, from the canons of the old ones, the really old ones that would be considered the real classics, what are your top three? The, my top three? Yeah. You know what I really do like is uh, like William Castle films. Okay, yeah, yeah. Boy, those were trashy. Yeah. Uh They were great. They were campy.
1: I read uh, an autobiography by him, which Uh is fantastic. That guy (laughs) just lied to everybody. (laughs) (laughs) He did. He lied to everyone saying that he had this or had that or could do this and basically... Would just lie to everyone to get them to agree to let him do something, uh-huh. and then he'd be screwed and realize like, oh crap, now I have to do it, and just manage to pull through. That that's guy, like
2: that's like every independent filmmaker I ever worked with when I was doing film. Oh man, he put them all to shame. I feel like I'm sure he did. He probably he created that. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, the fake it till you make it. Yeah. But, you know, I can't tell you the amount of time the lies that I heard come out of these people's mouths just so they could make their stupid fucking movies. <laughs> I'm sorry, their art. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that mattered most to them. The passion that was deep within them. Yeah. Um, right. So, anyway, are you saying, then,
1: uh-huh. that the Neverland Ranch <laughs> yeah, is not... A, going to have some sort of haunting or 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 curse on it. If, if you're going to draw such a fine line between cursing and haunting, which I don't uh, think there, there should there, be.
2: The, well, there should be because they're two very different things. Poltergeist,
1: that was cursed. No. Yeah, it wasn't a ghost warning around with a sheet on its head. It was the curse of this Native
2: American graveyard you're you're getting into like weird semantics with this the the reality it's a of curse the b- okay that's fine that was a curse right. and but not all curses are hauntings do you get what I'm saying well sure so so my point is so yes maybe there are curses uh-huh. that are hauntings yeah but most curses are the just Irish about curse well <laughs> We won't get into the Jewish curse, yeah. which is not dissimilar from the Irish curse. Oh, really? I I never heard of the Jewish curse. It's 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 I believe the exact same thing as the Irish curse. Okay, so it's like a bialy versus a Bia- bieagle. Bieagle. No, <laughs> those are two completely different things. <laughs> they're close. See, no, they're not. Uh, see, now we're gonna get into. Now I'm gonna have to drop some New York knowledge. All right. You. So a bialy, yeah. a a not boiled. Okay. So huge difference right there. Okay, a bialy b doesn't have a hole in the center. A Bialy C is not a Bialy if there are no onions. Well, yeah, yeah. Usually it or garlic. Un-hole. It, it, it has to be onions. It no, can have I've garlic. had garlic,
1: it's garlic ones. It's not a
2: fucking Bialy. Really? Yeah. The original Bialy, onion, and... The original? The original, like the first Bialy ever. Yeah. I was there like the 1,000-year-old man. I heard Mel Brooks talk about <laughs> it. Several <laughs> albums when I was a child. No, I mean, yes. Okay, I'll give you garlic. I'll give you onions or garlic and or garlic. But that's it. It's completely different from a bagel. Mm-hmm. I don't even think it's the same ratios recipe. No, I, I actually I like think they use the same better dough. than
1: bagels usually.
2: Um, It's a toss-up. Sometimes I really get in a mood for Bialy, but they're so hard to find a good one. Yeah. You really do. You can only go to fucking Kosar's. Yeah, and exactly. And they have garlic ones. Yeah, I know. Um, I gave you that one. I'm not taking that away All from right. you. Well, how do you feel about chopped liver? I love it. I love it, man. But it's got to be made right. All right, where do you get it? Uh, you know who, honestly, in my opinion, makes one of the best chopped livers, and even though the rest of their food, for the most part, is fucking ridiculous mm-hmm. shit, is Sammy's Romanian.
1: Oh, yeah? They do it table well, y- side. But you have to go there and sit down and eat yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You can't like, pick
2: up someone and bring it to a party. Well, I don't know. I wonder if they do to go. I I bet if you called up and you bought enough, they would do it for you. I always just get mine at like Russ and Daughters. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of uh, Russ and Daughters stuff. Most of their stuff is very sweet for my palate, Mm -hmm. and there are things I love. I mean, you know, you can't go wrong with their appetizing. And I, I need to preface this with. People who know me may know that I, I'm a— uh, He has some history. I have a little history with Russ and Daughters. <laughs> I, uh, I wasn't trying to rub this in your face. Right. I, I did try—the last chef job I tried to get was when they were about to open their cafe. They were looking for an executive chef, and someone I used to work with was working for them in their offices. And I went and interviewed, and I did not get the job. And it was entirely my fault because I was completely unprepared. Um, but yeah, I find that stuff just, I find their stuff in general too sweet. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just me. Uh, You know what, silly? I pretty much, I think the only
1: thing I get there is chopped liver. Yeah.
2: Or maybe like the trout salad. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That I don't mind a little on the sweet side. You know, Barney Greengrass does a hell of a good chopped liver. I don't know who that is. That's like Russ and Daughters, but uptown. All right. And they also have a restaurant tapped on it. They're like on Barney Greengrass on the Upper West Side. They're like, the, they call themselves the Sturgeon King. Okay. Like, you know, Russ and Daughters is all about herring. Yeah. And Barney Greengrass is all about sturgeon. All right. Um, so, you know. So they each got their angles. They got their angles. They got their angles. You know, so if you decided to buy property in a Chinese neighborhood okay. on the Upper West Side. With four? With fours. You could go and eat at Barney Greengrass and be very satisfied. All right. All right. So now let's, I think maybe it's time to sum up. All right. Yeah. So what we uh, what did we get out of how do we get rich quick with real estate?
1: Clearly. (laughs) Clearly. Uh huh. uh, the, The secret is as long as you don't mind the 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 living hell that is sometimes smelling popcorn. Uh huh. Going to the kitchen. Uh huh. There's no popcorn. No popcorn. As long as you don't mind that. No. Nope. I would recommend buying a home. Uh huh. Where there's been a very
2: well publicized murder. Uh huh. Brutal, brutal murder. In a Chinese neighborhood. In a
1: Chinese neighborhood. Where uh,
2: you know, there's been a lot of fours. Uh huh. Maybe even where four people were murdered. We're f- oh, yes. Four people murdered in a Chinese neighborhood yeah. at 444 West 44th Street. Yeah. Lot four. Yeah.
1: You know, I didn't even get to get to my uh, really well-researched point about this guy that's sending selling land plots on the moon.
2: Holy shit, you didn't even go there at all. No, I didn't.
1: I didn't, but... But we're out of time. We are out of time. Maybe
2: we're going to have to do an episode of uh, of Getting Rich Quick on the Moon, and we can figure that out. All right. We can talk about those land plots then. Okay. But for now, folks, Yeah. I just want to say that I'm Josh Rubin. And
1: I'm Noel Danine
2: And this is... Get rich quick. That's
1: right, you guys. Don't spend all this knowledge we dropped in the same place. This is my lucky day.
0: So stick around, baby, and everything will be okay. When well, I had a buck when I went to the track, had 20 grand when I came back, gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. So stick around, baby, and everything.